Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Hour number two in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh. And I believe, Jacob, we good? Do we have Jim Wexel? Excellent. Well, joining us now, the Steel City insider, Jim Wexel. Wex, you got Wes and Wolf today. Max is out. You got Wes Euler and Craig Wolfley here in the locker room. What's going on, partner? How you doing? <laughs> That's a great point. Wex, as usual, you come in and knock it out of the park. I'm got, I, wait a minute. I'm leaving. I'm going to complain right now. <laughs> I'm, let this happen, Wolf. I I can't take this sitting down. I'm off. I'm out. That's of here. right. You gotta you gotta flash your seniority card here, Wolf. Yeah. Well, you know, the only other time I did it was at a restaurant for one of those blue hair specials. You know, is that the AARP card? <laughs> you know, you get that ten percent discount for being an old guy. Oh, oh, Wolf, you're not old, man. You're not old. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 63 with 12 years in the league, that makes for an old dog. <laughs> let me let me tell you. Let me tell you about a guy I ran into about a month ago. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His name's Dick LeBeau. Oh, yes. And he was at a he was at a party for a 90-year-old guy and uh Dick was uh I don't know, what is he, 88? <laughs> so 
wow. I sit down, you know, and he's 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 entertaining all kind of people from all angles, and I'm just gonna sit there and wait, and uh, you know, talk to his wife. How's Brandon doing? I know their son Brandon, and uh, we were talking, and Dick finally turns around, and he goes, Jimmy, I like the beard. And, you know, Dick's got still got the brown hair. It's not colored. Right. And he's got the brown hair. He's got he's got some war scars. But, man, he is just smiling away. And uh, he looks at me. He goes, how you you look young. You look young behind that beard. How are you doing it? <laughs> I said, well, I said, well, I, I once had a mentor by the name of Dick LeBeau. And he told me that age is just a number and not pay any attention to it. <laughs> and he laughed the most childish, kid-like laugh. He was just so he giggled. Yeah, he's still a kid, and man, if he were to hear you talk like this, Wolf's, how many games did Dick LeBeau play? Uh, you more than you, maybe. I, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Yeah, Zooks, man, that, he's up, a legend. You, you've got to give up that old man stuff. You're a young man. You're the one that told me if you can do forty push-ups, you're not old. <laughs> yeah. There we go. We might have to put that to test during <laughs> break here, Wes. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> oh man. Well, I don't know if you can do it, Wolf, but at least you told me that. And yeah, I do. There you so, go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that's that's always the key. Talk, but don't demonstrate. <laughs> Wex, we uh, we started the locker room today. I I, I did want to get your thoughts before we get to some Steeler specifics on the passing of John Madden. Um, just a, a titan of the game. You know, Wolf and I both saying the we throw around the word legend too much in in society today. It feels like, but that certainly applies for John Madden, both as a coach, both as a broadcaster, both from an inner entertainment perspective and in, in terms of video games and movies and other impact that he had on the game of football. Um, just just very sad to see him go, but man, what a life and, and what an impact on, on the National Football League and the game of football. Yeah, a couple things. He's, uh, he's from Big Sur, California. Oh, really? And I've always wanted to be from Big Sur, California. <laughs> it's a great place. It's beautiful. <laughs> I did. You know, you know, they lost their bridge. Uh, there was a big storm out there. They lost their bridge for about, what, a year? And they were cut off from civilization. Really? That even that romantic that romanticized the place further for me. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> he uh, also, uh, as an announcer, spawned the likes of young Craig Wolfley. I think hmm. Craig Wolfley has followed his style, and it's a great style. And not everyone can do it. And I think Wolf does it very well oh, as an ex lineman, as use of words like oof. <laughs> and things like that. Nogginologist. Hammocks. I don't know. I don't know if Wolf really copied anything from Madden, but the style is similar and he has his own set of vocabulary. You know, I don't know how Wolf would have described William Perry back in the day, but um, <laughs> the John fridge Madden, does fridge. It. That, that's my third thing about John Madden. I grew up a Bears fan. Ah. And uh, my my finally my uh Ship came in in '85 when I was, I was 25, uh, married for the first year, and went to Chicago to watch the Super Bowl. And you know, uh, I don't think John Madden did that game, but he and Summerall did all the N- NFC games. They were CBS, and um, yes, that's right. Dick Enberg did the NBC games, which was the AFC, and Dick Enberg did the Super Bowl instead of the great John Madden and Pat Summerall. And um, it was like uh, Dick Emberg was offended at the physical violence Bears perpetrated <laughs> on the poor Patriots <laughs> and their quarterback who was in a neck brace to come in the game, Steve Grogan. Right. And 
they, he was uh, shouting that things were unfair. And I thought, man, that's these AFC announcers. <laughs> we, we need John Madden on this game because he did the Bears run up to that season all the way. You know, he did all the Bears games. And uh, so that's what I remember about John Madden. And I was never a Dick Embert fan. It was, oh, my, hit him too hard. <laughs> you know, the, that describes probably the play where they gave the ball to the fridge and he ran over Steve Nelson, Nelly, you know, the, the Patriots linebacker. Yeah. That man's got a family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was such a collision, and poor Nelly got the worst of that one, that's for sure. And the, the fridge, well, the know, legend they, of the fridge was born then. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know if it was born against the Patriots. The, was, the real legend like, stuff to me was born then because that was – it kind of took Fridge out of that just a defensive lineman. You know, uh, now all of a sudden he's a celebrity with the you know the, the, the pre-gronk spike of the ball afterwards. And the fact that – I mean, when he hit Nelly, I, you know, I was afraid. I was afraid, Nelly, get up. Please wake up, Nelly. <laughs> you know, because he really took a, well, he took a shot there. That was in the Super Bowl? Yes, yep. Okay, well, you know, uh, the fridge really uh, set his uh, 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 mark in that uh, against the Packers with George Cumbie, the linebacker. Oh yeah, and uh, Madden, Madden announcing the game. Sure. But in this Super Bowl, Dick Emberg was shocked and appalled <laughs> that Walter Payton didn't get his poor touchdown. Oh yeah. When they showed Ditka That's on right. the sideline, yeah. Ditka, Ditka on the sideline, uh, you could see him tasting the blood in his mouth. He. He did not like the Patriots. They did not deserve to even walk away from this game with any physical health. <laughs> and here comes Fridge. And yep. get out of our way because I'm riding Fridge into the end zone here. Oh, Walter? Oh, yeah, geez, I could have done that. But he, he, was, he just could taste the blood, and he wanted, he wanted to do it with the Fridge. And to Walter's shame, in my opinion, I'm speaking of the dead, and he is an angel to me. And I talk to him every now and then, so he's going to be upset about this. But, Walter, you shouldn't have whined so hard about not getting the ball. you got a ring. <laughs> yeah, there's actually the, – the, the entire – in the 30 for 30 on that Bears team, there's like a few minutes on that entire, like, how upset Walter Payton was about not scoring a touchdown and getting the ball there and how, you know, Ditka and, and does he regret it or not regret it. Some, some good stuff there, certainly, uh, for those who want to dig in a little bit more. Uh, Jim Wexel with us here, the Steel City Insider in the locker room. Wex? Well, let me, you know, let me jump in. Here, here, the one thing I wanted to ask you, Wex, because, you know, you go back to the Super Bowl against Seattle, right? And one of the things, and Wes and I were talking about the fact that this team plays much better with a chip on its shoulder, coming off of maybe getting embarrassed a little bit. Back Not that you, corner. Yeah, you don't want to have these things motivate you, but they tend to in the culture of this in the history of this franchise. But, you know, you go to Super Bowl out there, and Joey Porter makes a comment from who was the tight end? I can't remember. Stevens? Jeremy Stevens, right? Jeremy Stevens. Yes. He takes a little – it wasn't really even a comment indiscretion. It was, but he he maximized it. Yes. I mean, there was there was nobody better at putting a chip on the table, uh, on your shoulder, on the team than than Joey Porter. And Mike was talking about having that edge, that sort of chip, and talking about you know the Browns and coming up. I I'm looking at this game and I'm I'm kind of excited because really, if you're going to go about on the on the bounce back after a good good uh, spanking that you took by the Chiefs. The Browns coming on Monday Night Football when Ben might be making his last appearance 
Monday Night Football, his last Heinz Field appearance, quite possibly. This this seems like this is a every all the chips are on the table for this one. Well, uh, first of all, during the Super Bowl, as we transcribed furiously Porter's comments coming in, pouring in, I kept asking the guy next to me, "Now, what exactly is he mad about again?" <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we're clear on that. Yes. Now. There, I, I was worried that you were going to say that one of these uh, Steelers, like maybe, you know, Chase Claypool, had popped off about one of the Browns in this way. Oh, and no. I was thinking, oh, no. oh my God, no. no. There is not one of these Steelers who can say anything about anybody except into the mirror. Right. That's where you give me your Jeremy Stevens comments, into that mirror. Because you give up five yards of carry. <laughs> right. Ah. Uh, there's a problem here yes and it has to do with the mirror so um wolf i tell you you had me fired up you wrote a great column today about how you would fix it and and that's what needs fixed we've talked about the run defense before and uh just to finish on that i think robert spillane and isaiah loudermilk were a big reason why they only allowed 3.6 per carry last week I think there was a noticeable difference, even yep. though it, mm-hmm. at times it looked like the, the opponent, the Chiefs, could run at will. But still, there, was, there, was, there were two guys that were laying some lumber that we hadn't seen before. And right. so hopeful, that's a hope. Um, so, uh, but to get back to this offense um, and the chip on the shoulder and all of that, uh, Wolf, you had me fired up, and we all agree they're going to be looking in the mirror this week, mm-hmm. and the fans are going to be amped. This is Ben's last game, and Wolf, you made a great point. These hogs, hey, maybe they'll try to help Ben up for once in this <laughs> game. They, they could, they, they could be that motivated. I I so, know this. Uh, it's like I finished. Just I don't mean to break your train of thought. Hang on to it, but it's important. You know, again, as a young buck, Terry Bradshaw's last game. I'm in the lineup, and all I can think about is. I'm not going to let him down. It's not don't you know don't let me be the guy that gets him hurt anything like that. It's like don't let him down. This guy is a legend. That being the blonde bomber, right? Terry Bradshaw. You're. I was overwhelmed at times thinking you know I want to I want to be there up front and take care of this guy. Make sure nobody in. Like I said, even to the point where I uh, probably amassed five fouls on one play. <laughs> but. <laughs> Regardless of that, you know, you you want to come forward for this guy, and I think Ben is every bit that same sort of inspiration for the guys up front. Right, right. That all of that said, you would think, boy, the Steelers are going to win this game. The Cleveland Browns, you know, a, a lot of questions were asked of Mike Tomlin at the press conference. How did you stop the Browns? They were the last team you held under 100 yards rushing. The Browns stopped the Browns. For whatever reason, they came out passing against the Steelers. I don't know if they've watched film since then. (laughs) I don't think they're going to do that. So I'm worried about, yes, all of the emotional factors are with the Steelers. However, man, if you can't stop the run, Mm -hmm. and if you can't run, you know, it's time to get back to some masculine football. Yes. Seriously. Yes. And so that's all I have. And I do know, I do, I did learn a story of how he became known, known as the Blonde Bomber, if you want that one. It's kind oh, of love that. Sure. Uh, Terry was at uh, Louisiana Tech, and it was his junior year, and he was behind a player, uh, Phil, uh, I have the name, but it was Phil, who was the quarterback's first two years, and he wasn't, Terry said he was good, but uh, he, um, 
didn't take it seriously. Like a lot of Louisiana boys, Terry said, <laughs> he was more into hunting fishing and there's pickup trucks and just he just didn't take football seriously. So at the start of the junior year, Terry's like, I know I'm going to beat him this year. I'm better than him. And uh, he said, the guy didn't dislike me because I started moving ahead of him. The coaches were, were starting to get serious with me. And this quarterback, Phil Robertson, I think his name was, <laughs> uh, would, would, would laugh and say, oh, there's Bradshaw, big bomber Bradshaw, uh, big arm Bradshaw. You're doing pretty good in practice. He, just, he, 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 he was joking with, about me and teasing me in front of the team, but there was nothing vicious. Right. And then the guy started saying, yeah, the blonde bomber, the blonde bomber. And so, and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, Phil quit the team. Huh. <laughs> and Terry was just starting all of that blonde bomber stuff came from uh, uh, the player in front of him mocking him in the locker room. Well, wow, that's amazing. What an amazing story. That's I didn't know cool. that. Yeah. I, um, Phil Robertson I'm went sorry. on there. To- <laughs> I'm sorry. I told, I just found it. I'm going in my book. And so. Excellent. <laughs> You know, the one thing I'll yeah. say about Terry was I was so glad when he got rid of that, <laughs> that hairpiece, man. I mean, the only thing the only thing that hairpiece was, was lacking was a was a chin strap. I mean, seriously. <laughs> that thing was ugly. That I remember. You know, my man, the Brad. Regardless, how's the book coming along? Oh, it's slow. It's it's good. This is why it's slow. I'm gonna ask him if I can get another extra month on this because I keep finding some really good stuff. And I'm kind of stuck at 1969. You know, Chuck Knoll comes in at 1969, and Bill Nunn pretty much came in in 68. So you've got the two – and Art Rooney here, you know. So you've got the principal architects coming together and then drafting the pillars. So, Wolf, I can't screw this chapter up. (laughs) (laughs) The pressure's on, baby. Don't don't let him get hit. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Very good, Wolf. Very good. Very good indeed, Jim my Wexel, friend. Steel City Insider, kind enough to take some time with us here in the locker room. Wex, great stuff as always. Appreciate it. Take care and have a good rest of your day. All right. Thank you. Have a great day, boys. Thanks, Wex. There he is. Right. Great stuff. He's a great storyteller, oh, he man. Is. He I is. love it. We and always... I love his research. You know, he gets yes. in there and he does yes. it. I mean, if you go and if you read the Palomalo book, First of all, uh, it, well, it, it's just unbelievable because you get the whole story. It's great if you're you if you're a Troy yes. Polamalu person, you got you oh, got to read the book. Absolutely, and there's a great picture of Troy on the front. You know, I think he should have called it Polamalu and all things hair and all things I mean? hair. Yeah. But I mean, it was just it's the book of Polamalu and oh. all things hair, and it was just a it, it's a tremendous read because Jim really he does he, he's just a great writer. Yep. You know, I just I think the world of him. So he is. There yeah. you go. I get to. I'm fortunate enough. I get to rock the uh, the microphone with him uh, out at the combine usually um, for a week in February. So yeah, always fun catching up with Wex. Thanks to him for his time. Four one two nine one nine thirteen sixteen. Those are the digits to dial if you want to join in on the conversation. We'll get to some of your calls on the other side. Get to your reactions. Uh, still a couple phone lines open if you want to jump on as well. Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler in the locker room here on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, 
planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Back inside the locker room, Wesley Euler, Craig Wolfley with you here on a Wednesday. Let's go to the phone lines for some of your reaction here. You've been listening to us yap for the past 90 minutes, 412-919-1316. Those are the digits to dial if you want to hop in on the conversation. New studios, same phone number. Again, 412-919-1316. Let's go to Tim in Pittsburgh to lead us off. What's up, Tim? Hey, Wes. How are you? I'm good, partner. I'm good. Thanks for calling. Thanks for holding on for us. Oh, no problem. Uh, you know, belated Merry Christmas and a preemptive Happy New Year to both of you. Thank preemptive. You. I like you that. You as well, too. Yes, I'm, I'm digging in deep into my lexicon to, <laughs> to impress you, Wolf. You know what? You're already, you're already tugging at the heartstrings, my good man. <laughs> from, I'm from the days of your club. It's oh, yeah. You're speaking the you language of love, my friend. I'm in the middle of. You guys are always on when I'm in the middle of third and fourth period teaching math. You know? so, <laughs> we could use so some math instruction here. over here. Man flunked math twice in high school. Man, I had some issues. I'm in our new studios here. Oh, I'm trying to count the microphones. <laughs> one, two, three. Okay, that means Wolf's on four. I'm on one. Okay, we got this. Yeah, well, working on his cardinal numbers. Yeah, I was I was horrible at math in high school, too. And when it depended upon to have a job to teach math, I got good at it. Well, that's the old adage, right? Those who can't do teach. That's what I've always been taught. Yep. There you go. Well, hey, well, you know, whatever if that fits, it fits. <laughs> whatever so. pays the bills, baby. <laughs> so what- I'm taking this back to yesterday. I tried calling in yesterday, but I called too late. Mm. But uh, Wolf, you and you and Max were talking about uh, three teams that basically had to run the table to get into playoffs. That was the '84, the '89 and the 05 team that won Super Bowl 40. Um, that 84 team that you were on. Right. Uh, you know, you guys had to run the table. You had to beat L.A., the Raiders, in the last game of the year and put Pete Rostowski up against Lyle Alzado. That's that right. Day, and still won, I think, 13-7. to seven. Yes. Um, and then the 89 team, which was probably – Probably my favorite all-time team because of the way you guys start out getting whomped on by uh, Cleveland and in Cincinnati back-to-back. But then you found yourselves, you know, and, you know, you had to have five teams lose on the last day of the season. Yes. You, you had to wait till Monday night. I could still remember them interviewing Wo- uh, Dwayne Woody. Yes. On, uh, on Monday night football going back and forth, you know, him in his, uh, in his house and, uh, when you got when they when when the Vikings beat the Cincinnati Bengals that night, there were two feet of snow outside my mom and dad's house up in Elwood City, where I was visiting, <laughs> and I ran out the front door and I dove into that front yard of snow, screaming and yelling. My oldest brother is <laughs> standing at the doorway. He goes, 
you really are a fan. I guess no, I'm more than a fan. I live and die there. There you go. So, but you know, uh, I'm digging it, brother. That works. The, yeah, the O-Five team—they just, you know, they found themselves. They were in a bit of a lull there, that uh, dropped into seven and five. But they, again, they found themselves. The, but what's the key phrase there that I'm using over and over again for those three teams is they found themselves. I don't see this team finding themselves, and it kills me. Because I go into watching these games not anticipating a win. I go into these games anymore sitting there hoping, preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. And, you know, that's just, that's just the, the mood that I know I'm speaking for a lot, probably for the majority of Steeler Nation when I say that, because of the way things have gone this year. Um, it's just, you know, they, they haven't found themselves. And I don't. I don't know if there's really much time to find themselves. I know I want them to win. I really do. But the frustration of watching things go, you know, oscillate from, you know, high to low, from low to high, from week to week, it, 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 it flat out drives you crazy. It, that it can. And yeah. this coming from a man who had did a head first dive into snow. <laughs> into a pile of snow. Yeah. But, you know, here, I would beseech you, my brethren, of Steelers Nation. You know, one of the things that I, I love about Steelers Nation is they are a tough, resilient group. You can bash, uh, you can you can, you can can sit there and, and, and say some things uh, detrimental to your own team, but don't let anybody else on the outside be that's talking right. about it. You know, and that's <laughs> one of the things that, that identifies, in my mind, Steelers Nation. Look, you can catch lightning in a bottle. You got a puncher's chance. You have that opportunity, that one big score, that one big drive. You never know when it can light a fire. Um, and and, and for, for me, as a player, and I always keep a player's perspective. I just haven't really grown up. I don't know. Maybe that's just too many concussions. But the, the idea being is that as a player – you don't run from it. You don't hide from it. You got to move forward through it. And that's the key to finishing strong is keep moving forward, keep your eyes on the goal, and you got to keep believing in each other. And those those sound trite. They sound very, you know, just something to throw out there, but it's not. When you're one of the 11 standing in the huddle and you're down a couple touchdowns and it's been a lousy season, you look around the huddle and it's not about – uh, Steeler glory and this and that. It's about each man standing to your left and to your right. You play for each other because that is a brotherhood that you will be forever ingrained in your mind as you move through life. And that's just something that I remembered now like I remembered then. Uh, that's one of the bonds that, that Tunch and I had so much with each other and with the other guys from our time and our era. Uh, it was just that bonding of blood, sweat, and tears of great victories and, yeah. and low defeats, you know, and it just, it's something that uh, I, I can't ever shake. That's just who I am. Yeah, those those teams that you played on had that. They had that uh, that brotherly, you know. Uh, yep, you know, I know what you're saying. I mean, I just, yeah. Life's a whole lot more complicated now, but back in the day, right. in the 80s, would watch you play, you know, and you guys, uh, you guys had that. I mean, my, I, I mentioned my oldest brother earlier. He had the opportunity because he knew Dick Walker. He coached with Dick at Ohio State. Right. He had the opportunity to actually come down to some of your practices. And he would come back and he would, he would say, you know, he would tell what he saw. So, you know, I'm, not, I'm it's just, 
like I said, I don't know if this team has found itself like you did and how uh, the 05 team did. I'll tell you, but, a fu- let me tell you a funny story about the Polish sausage maker, as Lyle Elzato called him. <laughs> all right. Oh, Rostowski? Yes, Rostowski. Yep. You, you brought up a great memory. Pete's yep. a great guy and a tough guy. A free agent comes in. He was a defensive guy. They switched him to offense, and he worked his way. He worked and worked and worked and became a good offensive lineman. We went to Denver. You remember that year after we beat the Raiders because he, 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 uh-huh. uh, he beat up on Lyle and everything else. Uh, Lyle wasn't uh, thinking about Polish sausage makers. Uh, after the game there, so we go to Denver, right? And we're we get uh, we recover a fumble, and we're at the like four yard line. We got to punch this baby in. They call a fifteen straight. Okay, fifteen straight is right behind Pete Rostowski at left tackle and me. Okay, so we break the huddle. It's so loud in Mile High Stadium, you can't hardly hear. So we break the huddle, and somehow Pete didn't hear the call in the huddle because it was very loud. You know, so turns me goes. What's the play? And I, I, I say to him out of the side of my mouth, because we're about eight yards from the line of scrimmage, I say 15 straight. So we jog towards the line of scrimmage. We get up there, and he goes, what was the play? <laughs> we're at the line <laughs> of scrimmages. There's Rulon Jones and Kyle Mecklenburg all on my side, right? So I step with my back to the Broncos defense. I put my face mask to face mask with Ted. I grab his face mask, and I'm clutching it and we're like face to face with our face masks bumping and I said it's 15 straight I go and I turn back and I get back in my stance and uh, Pete just panics he turns me goes was that 15 and like shout (laughs) and and, and Jones and Mecklenburg go go, hey boys it's coming right here (laughs) right here and I turn to Pete I go why don't you tell them to snap count too (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, Malone called timeout. Timeout. Got... Why don't you write it on the whiteboard over there? Yeah, just just tell them the whole thing, man. <laughs> Those memories. Yeah, but you can laugh about that now. You guys won that game. You know? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. I mean, that was a great game too. I mean. Oh. Like... Yeah, and I, I, I lived and died those those two the eighty four and eighty nine. Because I tell you what, I ran into this big mouth sportscaster l Meltzer out of philadelphia <laughs> when i was living there i ran into him at a at, at a at a place called adam's mark they had a, a nightclub there and, and you guys were middling you know you were probably about four and five four and six at the time and i told him i was a Steeler fan he goes to me goes ah they're going nowhere i look at it, i said that's why they play 16 games i'll be back <laughs> here in late december i never got a chance to tell him but I knew you guys were going to find yourselves, and you did, because yeah. of the players and, and the, of the, the 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 bonding that you guys had. Yeah, yeah. I am not in something. that locker room. You know, I'm a coach. I'm not in that locker room. I'm not down at that facility. I don't see you. You are though, quite often. Do you see that bonding? Do you see well, that type uh, of unfortunately not with as COVID, much now. yeah, I can't. I the, the, I'm, I'm I'm not able to. And Second that's, straight year. Yeah, that too. I mean, this COVID. is this is yeah with the COVID rules, man. Um, we used to be doing yeah. these shows down there at practice. Exactly. For my first <laughs> you know, couple I, years I here. Forget, I forget what I forget what circumstances we're living in sometimes. You know? Yes. Yes. Whoa. And it's unfortunate, but you know it is yep. it is that way and you know if you ever ran if you, if you had gone uh, that got seen that the sportscaster from Philly you just give him the old Myron Cup. Fah, fah. 
<laughs> I love Aha. it. Aha, there you go. Aha. Aha. Double, yeah. double yoy. Yoy. Man, that's tremendous. Uh, yeah. Good but, stuff, Tim, brother. Great hey. stuff, partner. Thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call, guys. And you guys have a happy 22, and we'll just keep the, the proper perspective on things here and keep the stiff upper lip and hope for the best. <laughs> well said, like Tim. It. Well said. Way to Take go, care, brother. partner. Have a Appreciate good rest of your day. You. Take care. 412-919-1316. Those are the digits to dial. If you want to hop in on the conversation, we will close out with all of your phone calls, all of your reaction when we come back to close out the locker room. He's Craig Wolfley. I'm Wesley Euler. One more time. 412-919-1316. I'm just excited to share the number here in our new studios. <laughs> it's all happening. We'll shut her all down here on the other side in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Final segment here in the locker room on a Wednesday. Wesley Euler in for Max Starks along with Craig Wolfley. It's a little In the Locker Room Steelers Blitz crossover here on ESPN Pittsburgh. And on SNR, having fun as always. Appreciate uh, your all's participation with the show as always. Let's keep that rolling here, Mr. Wolfley. Indeed. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, these guys, I feel like at this point, they need no introduction. But it's CR. I believe we got Juan as well, too. What's up, gentlemen? How we doing? Hey, what's going on, man? CR, Steel Nation Chicago, running solo today. Ooh. Don't know what, what's going on, my boy Juan. But hmm. uh, hey, the Wild Wild West. Hey, what's going on, brother? Glad you're hanging out with the big dog today. Hey, you know, I got the call-up CR. They pulled me out of the bullpen, and it's uh, it's always a pleasure to to rock the microphone with Wolf and uh, and be in this time slot with you all. Bullpen, what they're giving you is some season training with, with the old dog that knows the show. So he's he's going to pass this on to you someday. What's going on, big dog? How you doing, man? It's going good. And, uh, you know, Wesley is just uh, – he's got it backwards. I got called up to fill in with Oh, him. so you stop it. <laughs> What are you going to do uh, here, man? We're having a lot of fun. I know. I, I, I've been listening to you, and uh, you talking about being old. Like your brother said, you're just a youngster. Come on. I'm paving the road for you, brother. I you got are. Some, I got some room down here. When you get to be my age, hey, brother, you'll love it just that much more. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Trust me. Um, oh, anyway, I'm, I'm live from outside the port city of Wilmington. I'll give you some updates. We have five calls yesterday, five calls this week. Uh, 265 calls uh, this season and counting. And I want to give a shout-out to Paulette and Terry, longtime Daha Steeler fans from the Tar Heel State of North Carolina. Hey, man, I got to tell you an interesting story, brother. It, um, here's the deal. Back in the day, I used to live in – I'm with my cousin now. She's um, she's 76. She's, I'm 60 years old, and she is. So we're spending some time together. We're the only two left in the family. Mm. So I'm down here hanging out with her. Good. And when I was going to school down here from the fourth grade to the ninth grade, in the ninth grade – uh, the students drove the bus. Now think about all that, all that that they had to uh, accomplish being a high school student driving a bus full of kids. But anyway, um, my best friend drove bus number two, and his name was Larry. So um, I'm down here now, and uh, they tell me about this this guy down here named Terry. It's a big time Steeler fan. I mean, you know, he, his car's painted Steelers. He wears Steeler clothes, everything. So I, I track him down because hey, that's what Steeler Nation do. Come to find out, he is the son of my best friend, Terry, who has since passed away. And so he and 
his father and I were friends. Now he and I will always be friends because he's a diehard Steelers fan. What do you think that. about that? That that's, is cool. That's what it's all about. That is absolutely yeah, what so, it's all about. Um, that's Steeler Nation, baby. Yep. Tell me. Anyway, hey, Wes, it's been a while since I talked to you. I've been listening to you and uh and, and your buddy on the other show there for a minute. I kind of catch you on all your shows. But, Wolf, you are, you're the heart and soul of this thing now, man. Um, Max right. is, a, is a newbie. He's learning under your guidance and your leadership. <laughs> Well, then we're all in real trouble now. <laughs> I knew you couldn't say that with a straight face. And you know that you are the heart and soul of this no. show since our beloved one has gone. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you'd be surprised how much love you, you, you have around around Steeler Nation. They're talking about Madden, and uh, I appreciate him. Um, I, I, uh, I kind of hold Madden up that if it hadn't been for him, and his team, the Steelers, wouldn't have won their first playoff game. Yeah. Yep. The immaculate yeah. reception. Absolutely. That's right. No doubt about it, man. It's uh, And thank you for your kind words and everything else. Truly, it's humbling. But um, you know what? With Madden, again, I go back to if I could have one conversation with Madden, it would be all about did you keep that phone that you, you ripped off the wall at Three Rivers or not? Because that would have been something. Yeah. Uh that's so, and then again, we, we had to beat them in, in a couple. Then we lost too that year that we yep. went up to Baltimore and beat them forty-two to nothing, and lost Franco and and, and uh, mm. Rocky, and then came to Oakland and, and they, they they beat our behind. So, but it's all good. So, hey, uh, real quick, have you had the opportunity to share your your newborn baby girl with the Wolfman yet? You guys spent some time together. He's he's seen pictures and stuff. I believe we we've we've talked about Olivia, but um, no, I haven't brought her down here to the studios yet, Cr. But that might be next. I got to be careful though. She's she's starting to goo goo and gaga and you know trying to talk. She might take my job before too long. I got to watch my. It'll <laughs> Put be her behind uh, the mic. It'll be Olivia and Wolf here in the locker room in the mornings. <laughs> but I'm I'm telling you, man. Mark my words for when it happens. You are going to break out in tears when Wolf and your daughter get together for the first time. Uh, Mark my words on abso- that. Absolutely. Because he has, he has on people. So. He does. Hey, as far as the Steelers are concerned, uh, real quick, uh, we uh, we do have to win this game to uh, send Ben home. Uh, well, I'm thinking he's going home on this last game, and we need to drive a nail in the coffin of, of the Browns and let them know that, uh, you know, Ben does rule Ohio. Comments. Exactly so. This is what it's all about. You want to be able to send them off if this is the end. I, I ain't giving in yet saying it, okay? But if it okay. is indeed the end, uh, then I want to see him go out uh, like the gunslinger he's been, like the great leader he's been, like the great quarterback he's been. You know, I mean, Bradshaw pulled it together for that last, one last game through a couple of touchdowns, and you want to see him go out on their shield. You know, if you, you don't want to just lay down and, and just ride it out. There was nothing more depressing than looking at Joe Willie Namath in a in a, a Rams uniform. I mean, it just yeah. it just oh, was not man, yeah. you know. And I want to I want Ben to go out with guns a blazing, baby. Just let her rip. Yeah, I, I think he will. And then of course the other team, the other uh, nemesis. If we can beat those last two, and then hey, we just we just see what happens. It is what it is. The team is what it is. There's a lot of reconstruction that needs to be done offensively, defensively coordinators the whole nine yards but hey that's the way it is you're still a fan as long as i've been a still fan uh, hey man you t- you take it like it is and just you know get ready for next year comment yeah no i think that's well said Juan. and, and i don't know if you heard us talking about this in the first but i think it's fair too listen it's it's pittsburgh the standard is the standard we're we're going to be 
if you know if if it doesn't end in a Super Bowl at the end of the season like we always are. But I do think in these last two weeks, while you might look at the mm-hmm. overall season as a as a, as a bit of a disappointment, and, and you know again we'll see how they it shakes out with the playoffs and all that. I think if you finish strong, you win against the Browns, you win against the Ravens. If it is Ben's last go, you know he sweeps the Browns on his way out. He sweeps the Baltimore on his way out. You at least send him out yes. in that regard. We can look back on that fondly. And while again, while the season didn't go the way as as a whole as as we all had hoped and wanted to, to see things happen, at least you could say, you know what, uh, you did right by Ben Roethlisberger in those final weeks, and that would be a I think a good memory to to kind of have if this is the the end of the chapter and the, and the beginning of a new one. So. I think it is. I think it's okay too to, if you want to say recalibrate these last two weeks. I I think there's more than one way to skin the cat in terms of just having a smile on our face at the end of the year. I go I go with that uh, all the way. You know, Steeler Nation. You know, we've we've been especially people like myself. We've been around for like forty some years, and we just accustomed to winning. Uh, if we don't win a Super Bowl, all world is always next year. And that's the way we look at it. But it is kind of hard right now, but we just got to grit our teeth, bail with it. Hey, spring camp will come. The organization has done some things that no other organization has ever done, and we're going to keep on pressing and keep on being still a nation. I like so, that. Hey, guys, Good I got to run. I got to run, too. Uh, headed, headed up north, going back to the, to the Illinois area. Nice. So I just Safe travel, to CR. You say, appreciate you. All right. In the meantime and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Who? Who? There you go. True diehard. <laughs> Thanks, CR. Safe, Always a travel pleasure, safe, buddy. CR, safe yes. travels. All right. All right, brother. Thank you. There he is, CR in Chicago. No Juan today, just the CR show. I tell right. you what, he does a better solo job than you and I. Oh, yeah. I, don't put me in a room by myself. There's a lot of awkward silences. <laughs> Or even worse would be when I start talking to myself. Well, I think we all do that from time to time. Well, you know, you can always tell whenever I've gained weight because I always start referring to myself as we. <laughs> I'm not making you do weigh-in Wednesday today. I don't know. If yeah. we... We, we, uh, you know what? The, the scale. It's like uh, Rodney Dangerfield, Dangerfield says. Can't hey. get no respect. No. He says, hey, one at a time. Oh, that's a nice hat. That looks good on you, though. <laughs> There you go. Well, if we got just a couple minutes here to yeah. close things out, one thing that I did want to, to, to ask you, with you know what what Mike Tomlin has, has talked about, you know, preparing in this week for for what you know is coming and, and having that edge, right? With an extra day, is there is there any onus on maybe an extra physical practice this week? Do you think that's something that could be on the table, or are you at the point in the season where you're already pretty decimated? You've already got your bumps and bruises. It's what week seventeen. Maybe that's a a tightrope that you have to walk. You know, at that's this point that's a tightrope that you got at this point in time. Look, in my th- in my era, uh, it was oh, sixteen it straight yeah. weeks of three days a week in pads. I mean, that's just the way it was. Yep. You know, I mean, it's I'm not belly aching. I'm not doing the, the you know the old uh, grandfather. You know, we walked to, to and from the practice field uphill, <laughs> uphill both ways. Yeah, one shoe, three feet of snow in the snow. Yeah, even in August. So, you know, I'm not doing that. It's just, it is what it is. It's a different it's era. The times are changing. Um, yes. Now, the one thing I would say I would love to see, and I and, and I was thinking about this, you know, you got to talk about fast starts. Well, Mike Tomlin put into practice what I thought was pretty cool a couple years ago was seven shots. Yes. Well, you could take that same application and put it in pads day and start practice off with a uh, two-minute drill or something to hurry up or a possibility of scripting 15 plays and go at it. You know, and and increase the the pad. Uh, you know the the 
make that bump pretty close to you can't make you can't emulate or replicate game speed but you can come close to it and on a pad day you you do that and after a little bit of individual work following that get out of the pads like Bill Walsh Bill Walsh would spend 20 30 minutes hmm. in pads and then take the pads off and go through the rest of practice interesting cuz there know? is the, there is the fine line there between the the physical side and obviously the mental aspect you as well too you need to be able to keep the sword sharp yeah. and to do that you've got to practice your techniques in an atmosphere that you're going to be using those techniques and when you are just in shells i think in my mind the NFL Players Association did a disservice to the game and to the players in, in making sure that the pads uh, were off for certain periods of time. And now You've got to be able to practice your craft under the conditions that you're going to be executing your craft. I think that's well said. I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I understand, obviously, that they have, they've tried to move a lot of things in the, the direction of player safety. Yes. And that is – Good nature. Yes, that's to be that's to be applauded. Yes, you want that. But it, it, I but think there's a point in time. It's that, a double edged sword yes. in, in, in some ways. Yes, and I, I think you've you, you got to let the coaches who know their players best. All right, and you educate the coaches, you educate the players, and you have a training staff that moves interim between the two and helps to moderate sure, that. Sure. And that is keeping communication lines open, uh, and then you work from there. Um, but I think the coaches know best what the players need and don't need. And, and when you start to mandate things, it's, I mean, Jeff Saturday, okay, great player, but he was an older player. He was an established player. Sure. Not that I wouldn't have liked to be able to experience training camp with lesser pads, shorter periods of time, you know, all this sort of stuff. But, <clears throat> you know, when I came up, it was with the Orcs and Elves in Middle Earth doing <laughs> battle. Okay, I got it. In medieval times, all right? But here's the point. You know, I mean, if you're going to go out there and put the – since we're we, we're talking John Madden, you're going to put the boom in oh. practice. Let's oh. go. Get the boom in there. You can't execute boom if you ain't got boom going. All right? So there you go. You got to practice boom to execute yeah. boom. That's exactly the point, you know. <laughs> Wolf, a lot of fun today as always, partner. Thank you, and I guess what? We'll do it again, do tomorrow. It again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Sound I'll be good here. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, thanks to Jim Wexel for joining us. Thanks to everybody on the phone lines, and thanks to the uh, the King Ninja, Jacob, for producing us uh, back in the booth as well, too. That'll do it for us today. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler, thanks for joining us in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.